time in the saddle, myself, Ryan O'Connor, Jason Linty, and special guest, Dr. Darren Green. How's it, everybody? Yeah. <laughs> Morning. Good to see everybody. Oh, nice. Uh, good to be here in a very busy time of the year now. Uh, last week, we had some special guests. We were, of course, talking to Dave Balez, uh, chatting all things building up to uh, Cape Town Cycle Tour. Uh, we are here. That is here. Also, after epic time, uh, everyone will have put the training and the hours will have been done. And uh, as we mentioned in the last podcast, it's now a matter of tapering off. But the one thing that Dave Balez chatted to in the last podcast, Jason, and I want to pick up you and bring Dr. Darren Green in here, uh, is the fact that there's 6,000 newbies that are taking to the uh, Cape Town Cycle Tour route for the first time. They're these cyclists that have never done this event before. Uh, and when you start looking at the logistics around this event that we discussed about last week, if this is your first cycle tour, or for that matter, your first Absa Cape Epic next weekend, there are a couple of things. <laughs> slightly different, yeah, yeah, slightly yeah. different goals. Two, two yeah, no, absolutely no, 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 different no, no, no. Ends of the spectrum, but that's why I brought uh, uh, Darren. That's why I brought you in because, I mean, from a medical side, and you had up a, a, a team of a brilliant people that get involved from a eventing side at MediClinic uh, in a professional capacity. Capacity. It's um, a great organisation who are always on the forefront of supplying medical resources to events, like whether it's a cycle tour or whether it's an epic. Yeah. Um, it's nice to know that that the route's covered by by yourselves and and um, and uh, it, it, for those first time riders. And let's start maybe with the Cape Town Cycle. Tour. What are the do's and don'ts? Because you've seen it all when it comes to people that pick up injuries on on cycle tour. Geez, the do's, uh, the do's are uh, pitch, remain uh, in a positive frame of mind. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. don'ts are don't change things drastically that sure. you that you've been doing for a long time. Yeah, when yeah. I when I refer to that, I mean specifically things like diet. Uh, and your hydration and what you're drinking and eating for an event. Don't let the jitters get to you and now suddenly start yeah. popping all these hectic corn syrup gels, etc. But uh, certainly, uh, definitely, if you can get onto a bike before the event, it's useful for those newbies. I mean, 6,000 people. I mean, the, 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 the crotch, the saddle needs some conditioning. Yeah, so, so Ryan and I huh? will do our first attempt at the tandem ride. It was supposed to be this morning, yeah. but we'll have to push it out to maybe get it in before Sunday. Is that we'll, the we'll, first we'll, attempt? Friday morning we'll go. No, Friday morning will be our first attempt on a tandem hopefully Jason can make yeah. it I'm going to make time out to, 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 uh, to we're going to have to get in the tandem <laughs> and see how this is going to work ahead of Sunday's ride we're riding it in a tandem together Jeez, I might have to put a tracker on the two of you specifically for, for, the, for, for the race and have the team alerted. <laughs> well, listen, the good thing is we've both done this um, uh, well into double figures. I mean, I've done it 15, 16 yeah. times. Yeah. You, you're about the yeah, same. Yeah, so I'm over 21. Yeah. You're over 21. So, so we're, 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 no, um, we're no slouches when it comes to knowing that what, what's, uh, what, what to expect. It's just it's a matter a, of is our bodies ready well, that's a, We just know the expect. suffering that's yeah. coming. Yeah, yeah. you know and how to so, pace yourself. And, right? I, and are you, a lot of the, I know particularly on Epic, a lot of the, the medics always say don't take the caffeine gels and stuff are you on that end of the spectrum or you yeah especially if you haven't trained with them specifically because uh, some people are predisposed to arrhythmias of the heart so when it comes to central nervous system stimulants mm. and a lot of pick-me-uppers you don't know how you're going to feel unless you've actually used them before sure. so even the dose of caffeine i mean you get variable sensitivities to mm. uh, guarana taurine caffeine etc a lot Al- of them alcohol packed, <laughs> <laughs> packed into these things but uh, you know the, the, the big ones obviously are, yeah. are important for heart rhythm disturbances mm. right at the top of the list uh, and then obviously the hydration i don't know mm. if you guys have ever worked out your sweat rate no. two of you no, no what no. is it you've got to be absolutely puddle knock kalhat and you've got to actually weigh yourself before going for a ride okay. i sweat there already <laughs> after you've done an hour of riding or running for example mm. out uh, with similar conditions you then can actually work out what your sweat rate is per hour how much f- fluid you're losing 
Uh, remember, too, that your body weight and your fluid requirements are related. Your muscle mass is related. Your salt requirements are dependent as well on your diet normally. And yeah. I spoke yesterday a lot with salt awareness uh, about too much or too little salt. Yeah. Cramping, the muscle function, the nerve function, etc. Crucial. But the big one that people don't know about is obviously uh, two things. The first one is overhydration. So they're nervous about being too dry and then they drink too much and then drown themselves basically and uh, dilute the salt in the body, which gives a myriad of, mer- of medical mm-hmm. problems. And the other one is riding with, with aches and pains, prophylactically taking anti-inflammatories. And that obviously in the absence of enough hydration mm-hmm. knocks out your kidneys and you sure. get kidney damage that can be permanent and leave you with scarring and permanent renal damage. That's uh, uh, more applicable in the longer endurance events but for the weekend warriors, this one also counts the cycle tour, definitely. Because you hear about that. You hear about people taking um, there's there's so many on the market but taking an an anti-inflammatory and then having a a heart attack or having muscle or or, or, uh, uh, if it's a running event, um, doing their uh, their, uh, Achilles tendon. Uh, The tendons uh, become uh, weakened. Some interesting stuff about the Achilles or tendon tears uh, is that, uh, you know, when we do the, the cycle to uh, analysis every year, yeah. the stats that come back, uh, you know, one in three people are in chronic meds. One, uh, one in five have, at the time of the event and the week leading up, a type of uh, infection, like a respiratory snotness, whatever they've yes, got. Yeah. And uh, if you think about it that way, uh, of those, one in five, 20% of people, uh, of, uh, obviously, are then on, on medication. medication yeah. 50% of that 20% won't finish the race. Yeah. Every year. That's a big stat. And regarding the tendon rupture, a lot of people take antibiotics. Okay. Big expose about a group of antibiotics called the quinolones that softens the tendons and makes you more prone to rupture them. Okay. Uh, Everyone spoke about cipro, ciprofloxacillin as as, as the identified one. Yeah. So that softens the tendons and people are then more prone, sporting sporting people, of course, to tearing and rupturing tendons. So so those people are going to cycle it anyway and they listen to the podcast and then all of a sudden we might have scared them because they're like, now, hang on a second. Does this mean because I'm on X, Y? And Z, no, it doesn't. I, I think that that you shouldn't be uh, put off by the fact that if you're going and you're on certain medications, just watch yourself. I think your body's a great indicator. Yeah, chronic meds are good. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. your anti-epileptic drugs. Sure. Your yeah, I'm on that, by the way. I'm on yeah. anti-epileptic drugs, and I, you I function think, normally. Uh, I mean, well, I function more than normally. I find <laughs> that I, I can put back a, a glass two more of more of the, the Cabernet Sav than I than I usually can. Oh, right, um, right, I, right, I'm, right. I'm actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm still stunned by the sweat rate thing because I mean, I, I'm yeah. on the last. Have Epic 2015 landed yes. up in the hospital with, with, with dehydration. Ah, okay. Um, and I know I didn't drink, but it would have been interesting to compare it to how much I should have drank. Yeah, because yeah, that gives you an idea. And what we actually do along the route for the cycle to and the Epic is we do what's called the heat stress index. And sure. riders need to know about it. Even if you're a weekend rider, yeah. you'll see a, a board labeled heat stress index with a, with a flag that's either green or yellow or oh, red. Right. And that's low risk, moderate risk, high risk. And that it's tells great. you whether to up your, up your intake of, uh, of fluids and look mm-hmm. at temperature control. Because the big things that we, we have sudden cardiac, uh, sudden collapses in races like this. Yeah. And the big causes obviously are heart attacks for people that aren't fit and conditioned. Uh, and because of the, the hills, obviously. So there's certain places where they're higher risk. If you look at the, you know, all the stats mm. that we've assessed before. Yeah. But the other causes of collapse are uh, dehydration, sure. postural hypertension, uh, stress of the gut mm. with the sudden demand that they're not used to and the pulling in of, of fluid into the gut, blood pressure then falls, etc. And you have all that. Mm. So uh, very important to know mm. the balance between fluid and salt and that kind of thing. So that's what I was going to say. I mean, you get that blood pressure drop when you go. So 
people go up, say, Kabosi, and then it. they don't roll over the other side because their blood pressure drops and something happens. How do, how do people overcome that? Correct. So you, you need to train within your, within your heart rate. Uh, so what people do, they know their zones quite well. Most of the guys uh, watch their heart rate. And if they're feeling the symptoms of hypotension, which are uh, sometimes nausea, dizziness, a bit unstable, you can feel your vision even going a bit sometimes. Yeah. That's when you need to actually stop, cool down, let them check your blood pressure along the way. We've got a, uh, we've got people stationed <laughs> throughout Everywhere. throughout the route. Yeah. We've got more AEDs and defibrillators than kilometers in this race. Well, that's brilliant. Uh, this and, I mean, know, that's, and that's that, that's a crucial for for heart arrest and that kind of thing. But there are eleven points along the way, excluding the starting point and the end race tent hospital, mm. where people can monitor and do those quick checks, and then they can help you obviously rehydrate a bit, get out, get your blood pressure up, and then get you back onto your bike. Uh, but nausea, for example, in an athlete and a cyclist is not nausea in a normal person. It points to other things. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so one has to obviously then be checked out quickly. It takes five minutes for someone to do a few basic quick yes. checks yeah. and get you back on your bike. Listen, on that note as well, it was so, re- so rewarding the other day. And you, Jason, you were at that event as well. We did a, uh, a special event for a team that were down, a mountain biking team down that were looking to uh, win. And obviously, they're one of the contenders for the title, yes. for the Epic. Um, and it was amazing to see um, the, one of the, the top cyclists at that event. And uh, Darren was there as well. And he was a, a, a doctor on call at one of the Epics. And Darren actually dealt with this top rider specifically at an event about three mm. years ago. And for, for me, it was so rewarding to see the kind of work that the, the medical personnel put in. On, on major events in uh, in the country that we have, that this medic was the actual, or the, sorry, this 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 gentleman, the cyclist. Uh, Darren was a doctor on, on duty on the course. Darren saw this guy, looked after him, diagnosed him, did the whole thing, and got him back on his head somewhere. And he, at that evening we were at, was like, <laughs> I said, the man that's responsible for you know for medical, for the absolute, the, the, the director of of uh, you know the race medics is here, and there he is. And then this this I don't know who it was. I think it was Fumic um, that was there. And he was, was like, Avancini. No, it was Avancini. Avancini. Yeah. 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 He was like, yeah, this man, <laughs> he saved me. And uh, and that, that's so lecker to see. I mean, that's just because yeah. you wouldn't have might, might not have seen him again until possibly Epic next week or somewhere along the route. But those stories of how essential it is to know your body, stop, get checked by the doctors on route or the medics on route, uh, and and make sure some of those people that you've seen over the years you won't see again. But um, hopefully, um, uh, and not not in a bad way, in a good way, when they bump into you and say thanks for for the work you did. Yeah. But those newbies that'll stop and they'll think to themselves, man, I'm, uh, you know, I can't do it. Uh, th- th- some of them will be thinking I'm brave enough to push. When would you say enough is enough? Would you go, okay, listen, yeah. get yourself checked out. No, so uh, you mean, so let's start off with the cycle tour yes, first, yeah. which is uh, 109 kilometers. Yeah. I think look for chest pain. Yeah. Uh, look for your heart rate being abnormally high. Mm. Don't ignore that. Uh, obviously, if you're struggling with shortness of breath, uh, it might just be that you're unfit because <laughs> some of you are. Just chasing then, you know, then you might want to stop rest. Just pace yourself. Your Don't top's go too tight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> Let me think. That's I'm always like undoing the zip. Going, oh, something's tip. wrong here, and it doesn't help. Practical so. tip. Eh? <laughs> and and uh, you know what I'm saying is so shortness of breath, chest pain, uh, headaches, uh, for example, as well. Yeah. And then uh, if un- if you have uh, unbearable uh, cramping as well, it could be a, a sign of, yeah. of a much deeper rooted problem. And then don't forget simple 
uh, things like sunscreen. It protects you. In terms of heat stroke sure. and heat illness, applying sunscreen yeah. regularly during the course, not just once off, because the, the race for some people takes more than six hours. Sure. You're going to need some protection uh, and then obviously your hydration, and etc. that we have mentioned. So uh, those would be some really good uh, pointers. If you've had any operations and if you're on antibiotics for a chest infection, don't ride. It's yeah. not worth it. You're not going to, if you write off your heart muscle, you're not going to ride the next one sure. and the next, the next one, one and yeah, the next one. So it's as simple as that. I mean, we, we privileged to have uh, th- this race as an established. It's the largest time race in the world. Sure. Absolutely. I, I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm blown away at the amount of work that Medi uh, Clinic has put into making sure that everyone's safe on, on various routes. And from the cycle to over to Epic next week, which is just becomes a whole. Oh, and we, and we, 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 we joked, we saying, well, let's compare these two <laughs> events, which we can't do. You because can't. They're at either side of the spectrum. I mean, they really are. The Epic, everyone knows what, the, what more or less what to expect. The newbies that are doing Epic, it's a new kind of newbie. When we say newbie, these guys and girls have put in so much training. Uh, yesterday, I was out and I bumped into Ryan Richards and Chris Willemser oh, who were yes. out on a and they'd just come back from a four hour ride and they were like no we just took it easy today yeah. uh, it's, it's more about now actually the time in the saddle and That's about it. just you know and I'm like guys and they're looking lean and they're just ready they just want to get in and get it done yeah. Well, a multi-stage racing is so different. I mean, you know, uh, the, the requirements are different. Yeah. And the, the issue is you can even be in pristine, pristine condition. And mm-hmm. these guys are paying a lot of money to enter. Some of them are not yeah. sponsored. Yeah. Uh, and even our elite athletes, you can imagine the variables that you can control. They control all of them mm-hmm. with their training, with yeah. their diet. They travel with their chefs. Yeah. For no, pizza. You know, yeah. they do. They sit well, in their vans and their caravans and they've got all, everything well, all lined up. Nino Schurter, yep. I heard this yesterday. We were talking. He's got his own uh, b- b- barista. He's Barista travels with him because his coffee needs to be a certain way. This is not a lie. Besides the <laughs> chef, and do you know that in the, in the T's and C's for the team, I was chatting to Yohi, um, uh, 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 Yohi from the Scott team. Uh, from Scott, the Scott team. He was saying that the whole team have to be on probiotics uh, two weeks prior to the team arriving in Cape Town. they got ready for what's coming. Well, 100%. Oh, and they, they've got to be sure. They've actually got to go and be medically certified that they're okay before the team land in Cape Town, just in case any of the support staff have a sniffle or have something right. that the team could possibly get. That's they it. almost isolate themselves. So we were talking, and he was like, you have no idea. He, the, the cyclists hate doing the press events. They hate doing the meet and greets. They hate doing the media. Because it's crowding. Germ, and there's germs everywhere. Yeah. Exactly. So the, one of the big campaigns we're actually launching from medical clinic this year at the event is uh, less germs more glory Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a great ad. But yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> it'll, be behind, it'll be behind the toilet doors. They are uh, clinically certified hand sanitizers right. everywhere in yeah. the village, where, you know, in the relaxation tents, chill, chill zones, etc., yeah. to help with that. Because it's not the first, the day, the, the other races, like Wines to Wales, for example, yes. three day, three yeah. day uh, event, uh, you're less likely to get the spin off of the multi stage races in terms of diarrhea and okay. infection. Yeah. All the and that kind of. So we have to, you know, we have to curb that. Yeah. And one of the ways of doing that is absolutely meticulous about hand hand care and hygiene around food preparation digs wherever you're sleeping and then crowding is a big thing right if you don't keep people in big crowds the You, you don't facilitate the spread of the germs sure. that easily, which yeah. is also important. Let, let's talk as well, because uh, one of the toughest jobs that I think you have, besides having to obviously deal with the, uh, the inevitable uh, injuries, is telling somebody your race is over. Hmm. Is passing that news sure. on. At the epic, say, that's at, really, yeah, yeah. it's really difficult yeah. for us. Ooh. 
And people don't want to come to the tent because they're scared the doctor's <laughs> going to pull me from the race. <laughs> so they like they like suffer until they're really dying at the end. Yeah. And you know, and I think that notion we're trying to debulk quite a lot by telling them, uh, you know, how what our approach is. Our, sure. our approach is to get you back to your family safely, right at the sure. top of the list, sure. and to give you another shot at the race if there's any reason why you can't. But we also get people back on bikes that finish and. and triumphant stories at, yeah. at this event. I yeah. mean, we're in tears just with them as they finish some of them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the big thing is to tell someone that you have to have lost close to uh, half, uh, you know, 40% of your renal function before it starts actually showing on the blood test that we do. It's significant when we do a blood test on site and that we're very privileged. We've got yes. Pathcare, for example, okay. that comes along yeah. every year and we have instant results within five minutes of someone's renal function so that we don't let them go and write off their kidneys. With the WADA and the Anti-Doping Act, uh, the world organization involved with, with uh, drug-free sport, we have to be meticulous. There's certain guidelines for all the elite athletes that guide how much fluid they're allowed to get in a drip. They all know about the no needling policy. So when they come in, it's, doctor, please don't give me drip. Please, please, no drip. They know because they can get disqualified for just getting fluids as an extra advantage above other athletes. It's the amateur athletes that are begging me for a drip (laughs) most of the time. And we have to explain to them, we have to explain to them, guys, there's no difference in you drinking. If you're not vomiting, for example, and you can ingest orally, there's no difference in the the absorption option okay. to the drip uh, yes. for you yeah, yeah. and then we, we give them that support. That's, uh, you know, I, I, I can't thank enough and we've mentioned this before because you're the first doctor we've had on the show talking about the medical support that the cyclists get at major events in South Africa and from, from Jason and, and, and certainly my point of view we've never touched wood, we, we won't have to stop and need medical assistance ever but it's, it's reassuring to know that we have the best of the best en route and I think it's something that just if you're listening to this and you are doing it for the first time or you're contemplating doing it in the future just know that you, you, you're you surrounded by the very best that's available to you in terms of medical support on either if you're doing a mountain biking event like the APSA Cape Epic or you're doing um, the uh, the Cape Town Cycle Tour. And like I said, Jason, let's hope that you and I will never have to see uh, the medical clinic staff other than to high-five them along the yeah. road. Yeah, no, I agree. But um, before MediClinic's involvement with Epic Days, I, I was in the bum queue for four days. You know the bum clinic? What's the bum clinic? Oh, that's a very special no, no, highlight no, no. of the Cape Epic. <laughs> no, hang on a second. I've I mean, this. it's a very unique it's component very, of the tent. But, 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 but what's yes. this? What's the, do you get the, a massage bump? I'll let the good doctor. No, the bump clinic hmm? is is there when light appears from behind the the really stealthy sister that will be waiting for you uh, in order to examine the skin that has been removed from your scrotal area or your labial area as a female uh, from sitting on that saddle and pounding this this bike and and pedaling so hard. The bum clinic is there for absolutely rescuing people in terms of wound care and saddle care for saddle sores that can become septic, etc. and take you out of the race. Get out of here. The highly specialized stuff. I I rode the last day standing (laughs) It's not, a joke, that. That but, it's not a joke, that. That is just, ow. But I do think the combination of better dual suspension bikes, yeah. much better yeah. pants so, uh, and uh, everything like that. Right, the bum cues are much shorter right. than they used to okay. be. Okay, so, so for those that don't <laughs> know, like, I, 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 yeah, I've never done, I, I'm, now I'm intrieged. You've got to come, in, come and see in Stellenbosch. Come, I want to see how it's done because Pop all in. I can imagine is like very painful you trying to remove your bib <laughs> and, and, and like a little baby would, you'd have your your legs in the air and somebody inspecting you. Did somebody did, did they get in No, we prep you in the morning. As you wake up, you come to the tent. It's not too different. And then you, you, you're in lithotomy, pretty much. And now you, you hang there and everyone's got to go and look. 
Uh, okay. They all come and look at it. No, oh, not yeah. everyone. Not uh, everyone. Come on, doctor, confidentiality. Doctor, what do you think of this? Oh, well, I've seen worse. We've got to prep you, prep you properly. Everybody yeah. else in the queue and the nurse. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, we basically uh, then have to uh, obviously strap yes. you up for the day's sure. activity yeah. uh, with the correct padding, etc. Oh. And uh, oh, that, that's a vital part of care, I must yeah. say. This is well, well done. Uh, hats off again to the medical staff that have that, that have that in their job description as well, because that's what they got to do to make sure you get across the finish line. Uh, aside from these two events, and this is what I'm really uh, I want to just talk about before we uh, we end this podcast is uh, a little bit about Darren Green. Uh, this I know that uh, and and Darren and I have known each other for years. We were really good mates. Darren is uh, the epitome of what uh, a, a professionalism in his career. But outside of that, as the perfect all rounder as a human being, he's a uh, comes from a sporting uh, background as well, where sport is is thick in his blood. And um, we often talk about getting out in the mountain bike and cycling. So I, I want to put you on the spot now and ask you how the cycling's coming because I. <laughs> I know we're in the in the process of looking to get yeah. you on a bicycle. First of all, no, am no, I right? No, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And uh, those the bum clinic story is real because I've <laughs> I've started cycling on a on a on an old twenty uh, sixer hardtail. No, no, and no. Uh, you know with my uh, extra bit of uh, muscle no, mass, muscle. muscle. I, I, th- I think I might benefit from a little bit of a better suspension. I'm listening to him with all these dual suspension yeah, tails here. Yeah. It's sounding sounding very lucrative. But uh, I think you know, from a medical point of view, we need to get him on the on a new giant uh, twenty nine, yeah. and he's got to be uh, you know because giants very big on on also on their give backs. Uh, they've given to, back to me generously uh, in the form of an e bike, which has made my love handles a lot bigger. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't want one of those. No, Come on. No. But I'm sure the 29ers, if, if, if for the sake of medical research, we can get you on one of these and you can, you know, relay back to us, uh, you know, the wonderful uh, suspension system that Giant offers for oh, the orthopedic yeah, of benefits of, of using the product that they have on offer. I think I think that's that, that would be a great call. No, no, no. Fantastic. We'll set the bike and, up properly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no back pain, no uh, handles, handle pain with nerve uh, neuropathies yeah, and yeah, nerve, yeah. nerve conditions yeah. on the downhills. And I think that's what it's about. I, I've heard that the, the bigger rim obviously helps a lot in terms of safety as well as yeah. you as you as you do downhill. So. Do you have time to get out and, and, and actually do these things like cycle and run? I yourself? think twice a week at mm. the moment for a two hour would be what I've got available in my life nice. right now. But yeah. my, my, my inspiration has been my eldest son. Who absolutely loves? He's got a single gear bike, oh, but he just yeah. he just he, all the time. he just pedals up the hill and then stops when he can't go anymore. <laughs> so I think we need to. Yeah, I think I want to get that habit going and join join him, and you know we can do it together. Super. Father and son things very nice. Listen, incredible family man, one heck of a business guy, and obviously one of the best doctors we have, and hell uh, of a great mate as well, Doctor Darren Green. And on social media as well, please uh, 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 go and have a look and give the man a follow. He's on Insta. Some of the most inspirational stuff as well. I'm going to put that out there as well. You know, it's, it's not uh, very often that you get, um, um, and I, uh, maybe it's just my luck in the past, is having really good communication between uh, doctors and people on the receiving end, which is patients and, and, and the likes. It could be clients in a turn. Oh, it's the a form big of, gap, of, eh? Yeah, it's, it's, sometimes it's big. And yeah. I've, you and I have had this conversation before with other people that are fantastic as physicians, but their bedside manners, uh, it's, just, it's, it's a little lacking. And you often find, you know, that that relationship is quite crucial uh, to have with somebody who you're trusting with your, with, with your life as a professional person. 
person. So um, on that note as well, it's it's phenomenal to have you as an ambassador for um, for 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 not only for the for the profession but also to motivate other people. And and I know that uh, Darren does this often. He talks in front of massive corporates around the world. Uh, and uh, and like I said, if you listen to this podcast, please uh, follow Darren on social media. And uh, if you are looking to do something different to motivate your staff to maybe get them in a different headspace, which is often often important as well. So often we don't stop for a second and kind of take cognizance of where we are, where we need to be, and how what our plan is to get there. Uh, so Darren would be the perfect guy for that as well. It's lovely to have you on the podcast. Yeah, thanks a million. Thank you. It's an honor being here and uh, absolutely great engaging with you guys. It's a big bumper pack season ahead, so we, we're holding thumbs for all the cyclists out there for safe a safe journey. Yeah, good luck. you got a busy few weeks ahead of you. <laughs> Jason, what are we aiming for on Sunday? <laughs> To finish, <laughs> I think uh, if we can get in five. under five, we I we'll like be your happy. thinking. Yeah. I'm, I would like four thirty. Um, if we could aim towards that, yes. and then if we on that, we can stop for a beer for for four thirty with a beer in Cork Bay or something. Oh, like then that. it's a five hour. I love it. I think that's great. Wow. Hey, one beer equates to four <laughs> bottles of water between the beer and the, and the finish. But I think a beer will power us up the hill. Can't wait. Good luck to everyone doing the Cape Town Cycle Tour. Safe travels if you're traveling down to Cape Town for the weekend. Uh, you're coming to a beautiful city at the beautiful time of year. Weather's looking great for the uh, Cape Town Cycle Tour. There's a lot of concern about the wind for Sunday morning. The southeast at about 30 kilometers an hour. At this stage, it's normal. We've had worse. We've had bigger warning signs going off in terms of the wind and the weather. You weren't going to come in. You, were, you know, the chances were Cape Town in March, you're going to get a windy start to, to something like the Cape Town Cycle Tour. Don't panic. Everyone gets across the line. Uh, I know Saturday it's the buzz everyone's so concerned about the weather and the wind the next day but just enjoy it take it in for a second just stop and pinch yourself because it is the most spectacular route on earth that you're cycling uh, if you're coming down as a family member to watch and spectate go enjoy yourself have a couple of uh, of glasses of wine from our wine region enjoy the hospitality that is the Western Cape and then uh, the week after we'll be talking all things APSA Cape epic uh, we've got some of the title contenders joining us in the next mm. episode so join us then and Jason Lint and myself will be back with another another podcast of Time in the Saddle. And thanks again to our guest, Dr. Darren Green.